This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I am your host, John Henson. And if you guys remember back to the very first episode of this show, we talked a lot about embracing social media and and really diving into all of the potential that it has for your firm. Um, This week, I wanted to sort of revisit that, but really drill down into some of the individual platforms. And I wanted to talk this week about what I think is a really underrated platform uh, when it comes to your marketing, your networking, your overall business development, and that is LinkedIn. And so to help us do that, I have brought in the man who has literally written the book on how to get the most out of LinkedIn, and that is attorney Frank Ramos. Frank, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So before we dive in, you know, obviously you have the book, uh, LinkedIn for Lawyers, uh, goes in just all about how uh, you have really mastered LinkedIn um, for you and your business. But, you know, what else should we know about the man, Frank Ramos? <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for that introduction. Uh, I'm an attorney here in Miami, Florida, and I've been at this firm for quite a number of years, uh, a year outside of my practice. I've been here since 98 at the large silver plate where I do a mix of different types of litigation, product, personal injury, commercial employment, mostly on the defense side. And in my spare time, I love to write and speak on various issues that affect lawyers. And the book you mentioned, LinkedIn for Lawyers, is one I published through an uh, organization um, uh, that I belong to and basically discuss uh, all the pros and cons of LinkedIn and how to make the most of it. And uh, happy to discuss it today. But as you mentioned, I think that really is the platform of choice for professionals. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's one that's uh, still really underutilized. You know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they kind of get all of the attention because I think that's just kind of what, you know, most like consumers use. But I think, you know, especially for lawyers, you're working in a more professional space, especially if you have a lot of B2B um, or business owners as your as your clientele, it can be a really good uh, avenue there for you to to have a lot of success. And so kind of to that point, why should attorneys really consider using LinkedIn and what are some of the advantages that it has over maybe other sites like Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, I think LinkedIn is a premier platform for professionals. And because of the pandemic, and we're still find ourselves in the middle of it, uh, more and more people are trying to socialize online because in-person opportunities are fewer and far between. And so when you go online, you ask yourself, what are the platforms? What are the ways to communicate with other lawyers, other professionals? And LinkedIn really stands out head and shoulders above the others, in part because it really is focused on business communications versus personal ones. It's also not the type of place or platform where you get a lot of trolls or a lot of silly arguments over peripheral issues. Everybody, for the most part, is fairly professional on the website. Everybody goes to the website to, to market themselves and to network. So it's easier, I think, than in other platforms to make connections and get followers. You know, people are there to meet people versus maybe on Facebook, they only want to be friends with their close friends or their close associates, and it's harder to break into those circles of influence. So for those reasons and others, of course, LinkedIn is really uh, the platform uh, du jour and of choice to participate in these days. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, especially from uh, from a marketing perspective um, and, and how we do social media for our clients, you know, one of the things that I really like about LinkedIn is that it's still 
makes it so that everyone that you are connected with sees your posts. You know, like Facebook and Twitter right now, they have algorithms built into where if a business posts something, you don't necessarily see it. And, and I get why they do that. You know, a lot of businesses kind of abused it and we're spamming people's timelines with a bunch of ads and stuff. But where that hurts a lot of small businesses and lawyers especially is, is a lot of the stuff that you post may not get seen on Facebook and Twitter, but at least on your, at least with your personal LinkedIn, anything you post is going to be seen by people as they're scrolling through their timelines. And so the big thing is making sure that you are increasing your connections on LinkedIn and you're building that audience that way. So what kind of tips do you have for people to increase uh, increase their LinkedIn connections? I think part of it is trying to own your space in whatever practice area you're involved in, you know, assuming we're talking mostly to lawyers now and similar professionals, you know, ask yourself, you know, what is your main practice area or areas? What are the areas that you write about, speak about, uh, represent clients in, and then own that space in LinkedIn because there are not that many lawyers and it doesn't really matter what the area is that are consistently and regularly posting about their given practice area. And my and for those who follow me, I don't really post about employment law or product liability. Mine is more uh, practice-based. It's more on how to you know, try cases, how to prepare cases, you know, leadership and motivation and things like that. And that's sort of my brand uh, on the platform. But the lawyers who really want to kind of dive in and are not sure what to do and how to pursue the platform, my strongest recommendation is to pick your one or two main practice areas. One would be ideal. Uh, maybe it's cybersecurity, maybe it's high-end products liability, maybe it's you know professional liability, whatever it might be, trust in the states, and go back and look at the present presentations you've given, look at slide decks you've prepared, look at articles you've written, and you probably have a lot more content than you appreciate. Also think through some basic conversations you've had with clients about common questions they have, and then commit to publishing every day. Uh, I think, I believe it was August of 2016 is when I committed to publishing every day. And I I don't think I've really missed any days. That includes weekends and holidays. It's been five plus years now. And over that time, I've grown my following from about 2,000 to about 60,000. I'm pretty well known, I believe, on the platform and I'm well associated uh, with others on the platform and often get asked to speak and to write and get calls about matters and cases. And often I I don't get cases that I do, but I can refer them to others who then deepen my relationships with those individuals as well. So it takes time. um, And what I always recommend for people is be honest with yourself and ask yourself, are you still going to be committed to the platform a year from now? Yeah, and some people and it, say yes, and some people say no, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's not LinkedIn's not for everybody, but yeah. it's not something you got to keep your dip your toe in, not get immediate results, and then say, "Well, it doesn't work." It is a long term commitment. Yeah, for sure. And so, and, and I love a lot of the things you said because um, it, it echoes a lot of what we tell our clients and what our core messaging is, and and it's it's that. Uh, the idea of just elevating your expertise. You know, I, I know a lot of bar associations, especially, you know, have rules about, you know, you cannot explicitly state that you're an expert in your marketing. But when all of your content is focused on that one niche down area that you are super passionate about and, and that you're an expertise in, it, it just naturally builds that that authority and people just start naturally seeing you that way. And so to your point, you know, you get all of those extra opportunities, you get asked to go speak on things, people automatically just associate you 
with that subject matter. I, you know, I kind of, you kind of hit on it a little bit there, but um, in terms of building that expertise and all that, you know, what sort of specific things should attorneys be posting on their profiles? You know, you made a great point about how a lot of bar associations don't allow you to say you're an expert unless you're like board certified, for example. But the whole purpose of LinkedIn is to come across as an expert in a given field. And you do that by posting regularly in that field. There's different ways of doing that. It could be, you know, Q's and A's that you've had with clients. Obviously, you don't want to reveal client uh, information, but, you know, common questions you get. It could be about recent case law or legislation that's passed and your hot take on that. It could be commenting on somebody else's article or law review or, or something else that's come across some newsworthy article. You know, uh, cybersecurity is probably a good example to sort of play this out. You know, there's constant breaches or constant issues or constant companies coming out and seeking forgiveness and being subject to class action lawsuits. And there's always new information out there that you can kind of, you know, share and, you know, you can become sort of a resource for that area uh, to your followers. You know, people who follow you will know, well, if I want to learn everything there is about cybersecurity, both from what's happening now and what uh, are all the um, tips and tricks, I can learn it from, you know, Gentleman X because he or she is really posting on it regularly. So um, again, one is, you know, are you going to be committed to doing this consistently, preferably daily for a year or more? And two, you know, what area you're going to choose? And three, what can you repurpose in terms of content you've already prepared? At the beginning, um, you want to make it into a habit where you're posting regularly. And if you're both trying to post regularly and also trying to come up with content, that's kind of difficult. When I first started posting regularly, I just published the book, uh, the Associate's Handbook for DRI, and it was a book for young lawyers. And I basically took excerpts from that book for about a month, uh, just really to promote the book, but it made it really easy to find copy. And then Within a month, I got into the habit of posting daily. And then the next habit was to come up with content to post daily. And so you kind of have to take this in different steps. And your first step may be, well, I'm going to commit to posting daily uh, for the next 30 days. And before I do that, I'm going to find content that I have to repurpose. So it's easy for me to do that. And it's just a question of getting into the habit of being on LinkedIn daily and posting something. And then after 30 days, once that becomes a habit, the next habit would be, well, now I need to get into the habit of coming up with original content. And maybe there's still some repurposing. Some of it may be self-congratulatory, but now I'm in the habit of thinking throughout my day as to what I can share about something about the practice, you know, about what I do, about a case I handled, about a new matter that came out so that, you know, slowly over weeks and months, uh, people come to find and hear about me as being the leading attorney in that practice area. And again, I'm kind of surprised how few attorneys do that on the platform. Even over the five years, I can probably name maybe 50 attorneys out of the millions of attorneys on the platform who actually do that. Yeah. So basically, so, so one of the big things that I heard though, is that I should not, you know, post like a couple of times and then leave it dormant for six weeks and then try to come back again and I'll post right. in a week. And then, yeah. Um, so what are, what are some of the other kind of big mistakes that you see a lot of attorneys making on their LinkedIn? I think, um, LinkedIn, again, is a platform where you're trying to get to know people. LinkedIn will recommend people you want to connect with. 
it doesn't have to be somebody you know well. It could be somebody that has certain similarities with you. Maybe they belong to some of the same organizations. You know, send them a note saying, oh, you know, LinkedIn recommended I connect with you. I noticed we're A, B, and C, you know, if you want to accept my connection. Um, also, I think a lot of folks keep relationships purely online. And online is sort of a segue into a more personal relationship. So what I typically do is if I notice somebody commenting or liking my post on a regular basis, I'll send them a direct message of their connection and say, oh, I noticed that you've been you know, liking my posts or commenting or sharing them. I really appreciate it. You know, if you're ever in Miami, let's get together or something. Or if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, maybe we can get together. Nine out of 10 times, I generally receive a response. And it's generally very positive. And that creates the basis of a long, more meaningful relationship that goes beyond just posting and sharing likes or comments and become something more significant and we can take the relationship offline and maybe that leads to business referral. Awesome. So what is, you know, let's say there's someone out there because I imagine, you know, most people have a LinkedIn profile for sure, but a lot of people may just not have thought about it. Maybe it's been dormant for a while. So what is, what is like one or two things that someone listening to this episode can do right now, do today, that can at least get them started towards kind of building up a more consistent presence there? I mean, first, to make your point about your profile, go through it and make sure you have a professional photo of yourself that's recent um, and have a backdrop photo you can use that kind of solidifies your brand. You can now add an audio component where you actually pronounce your name. You have 10 seconds, so you don't have to just pronounce your name. You can use your tagline if you have one uh, for your personal description. Keep it short, succinct, and in the first person. Uh, make sure you completely fill out your bio in terms of all the places you've worked. Um, you know, Some people don't want to do that because they think they've jumped around a lot. I generally believe that you should probably include the different places you've worked because what LinkedIn will do is that it'll try to connect you with people who worked there or are working there. And that kind of may remind you of connections you've forgotten that you want to pursue. Uh, you know, if you have books or articles you've written, you include links. Um, if you uh, have other information about awards, you know, to really try to fill out your, your bio as much as possible, but do it in a short, brief way that captures the eye. You know, if you're going to do my bio, if you look it up, I think it's maybe four or five paragraphs, each two or three sentences long, all in the first person. Can I write more about myself? Sure. Does anybody care? Not really. Um, and it kind of transfers who I am uh, in as short and succinct and pithy way as possible. And, and once you have a very uh, strong uh, profile, um, and you decide you're going to be posting on a regular basis, you know, look at your feed, see who's already on your feed, you know, comment on other people's uh, posts, you know, like other people's posts, um, be um, interactive with them. I think each of us likes it when somebody uh, says something nice about us in our posts. So, you know, be that person, be the, you know, don't, don't do it just for the sake of doing it. But like, you know, if you see something that really uh, relates to you, you know, take the 10 seconds and say, Oh, you know, nice post, or, you know, I liked what you said here or there. And, and remember, you know, this isn't a, you know, this isn't a place where we do battle and argue with one another. And, and you don't want to get the reputation of somebody who's always just trying to be devil's advocate. If you don't have something nice to say, just don't say it. You know, if something really upsets you about a post, don't be that person to want to start picking a fight with somebody. Let it go and move on to the next post. And yeah, it doesn't happen that often. But yeah, there are some political posts. There are some posts that um, almost sometimes are almost nonsensical. I just don't bother engaging. I mean, it's just 
It's fine. It's their prerogative to do or engage in the platform however they want. It's my prerogative not to engage with them. So that's another thing to do. And again, try to take relationships offline. Try to pursue connections. Think through people that you've worked with uh, at your old firms. Think about former college and law school classmates, connect with them. Again, LinkedIn is not like Facebook or other platforms where you really have to know somebody. You kind of just need to generally know somebody or have a good reason to know somebody. And I think most people on the platform are happy to connect with you. The limits, you're limited to 30,000 connections, which most people will never reach. So don't worry about exhausting that. Um, you know, Some of us have passed that and that's fine. That's part of the way we approach the platform. But most people will probably get a few thousand connections of that. Um, and that's probably where they'll probably be around. So, you know, feel free to connect with people, feel free to follow people. Also, there's a, and, you know, and take some time to study how other people are using the platform. Uh, you'll, there'll be suggestions of people you should follow. There's one of the uh, pages on the platform that not only suggests people you should connect with, but people you should follow. These are more high profile individuals who don't accept connections because they have too many followers, but you kind of see what they're doing. You know, there's people who have hundreds 200, 250,000 followers, and they're really active on the platform, and they're really engaged in the platform. See, you know, see what you can learn from them. Um, you know, there are certain people I follow that I, you know, I like what they do. I like how they post things. I like how they share their stories. I like how they set up their posts in terms of the spacing. You know, um, the more time you spend on the platform, the more time you study the platform, the more you're going to learn from it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and just to, to echo so many things that you said there, I mean, you know, social media um, in general is it, just, it, it was built to be a community. So just, you know, participate in that community. And to your point, you know, you know, comment, like, you know, engage with other people. And then in, in turn, they will engage with you. You can't just throw something out and just expect people to just start coming to your profile and drips. Like you have to, it's a two-way street. You know, you definitely have to participate in that. So one last question I did have for you. Um, there's an option in LinkedIn to create a profile for your company, for your firm, you know, however you have it set up. What is your opinion on the LinkedIn company pages and what kind of value do you think they have in an overall LinkedIn strategy? Um, I'm not a huge fan of company pages. Um, I think LinkedIn is very personal. It's kind of like that old saying, uh, clients don't hire law firms, they hire lawyers. And I think on social media, uh, people who are following you aren't following your company, they're following you. Now, having said that, some companies do a very good job, certainly bigger firms. I think bigger firms have more resources, are, bit, are, are, are good at doing that. Uh, but they're generally significantly large firms with their own marketing departments, and they're able to uh, bring together a lot of information and put it out there. Um, my recommendation uh, for smaller firms and for even mid-sized firms is to encourage your lawyers to individually put themselves out there and really work the site. And then if you have a firm where you have several lawyers doing that, then maybe collectively you can kind of feed into a firm or a company website. But having tried it on the company side, um, I'm, I'm not a fan. And there are very few company pages that I, I follow a lot of company pages, but there are a few that I feel like I get a lot of substance from. A lot of them are nothing more than, uh, you know, best lawyer this, super lawyer that, and that kind of becomes noise. Um, and, and 
not really an answer to your question, but kind of made me think of something else. When you're posting content, you need to provide value content for the most part. I, my, my recommendation is five value posts for every one patty on the back post. You know, every, for every self-congratulatory post of saying that you won a trial or you got some award or you spoke at some event, you have to have five posts where you're sharing valuable content about your practice area or about something where the readers will say, oh, I can use this. You know, this is news I can use. Um, and the more you do that, the more value add you're giving out uh, when you actually do share a post about yourself, more likely that's going to be read and consumed and, and appreciated by your followers. Yeah, and that that echoes you know our our own strategy that that we employ for our clients. You know, it's not it's not just a constant stream of self promotion. In fact, it, you know, to your point, it, it should that should be a very very small piece of it. But it's all about adding value and, and being a resource. You know, having you know whether you're posting blogs or making videos or you know. However, you're discussing a topic, make it, you know, something that's valuable, informative, even evergreen that people can get a lot of value out of down the road if they ever come back to it. And so, you know, I, I think I think if more LinkedIn company pages were doing that and it wasn't just that constant stream of self-promotion, there would be some more value there. Um, and and you know, and that's 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 how we approach it, especially with our clients, because it's there's so much value there in just making sure that you're putting out good content and it's not just all about you, but you are there as a resource and, and being a part of that community. Yeah, what you do is you create a social contract with your followers, and there's gonna be a percentage of them, maybe not a big percentage, but there will be some of them who feel indebted to you. And over a period of time, they're gonna find a way to pay it back to you. And it may not be through a case, it may be inviting you to speak somewhere or writing something or making an introduction to a potential client. But um, you know, if you're constantly writing again, I use cybersecurity because it's such a, such a finite area of the law. And there's somebody who's breaking into that area and is using you as a resource. Um, if they ever have a case, they're probably not going to call you. If they have an opportunity to have someone speak on a panel, they're probably not going to call you. And it's probably because whether they realize it or not, they have a certain debt to you that they want to pay back. And most people don't feel that way. You know, and that's fine. But there is going to be a, a percentage of people, maybe 15 to 20% of people who feel like they need to pay it back to you for all the information you've gotten. And I've gotten lots of calls and emails and direct messages and texts and so forth from people who say, I've been following you for a while. I like your content. I like your resources that you share freely. And I feel like I owe you something. You know, I personally don't think they do, but they feel that way and they want to give me something, you know, of what they consider value to me. Again, it could be a speaking opportunity. It could be introducing me to somebody uh, or maybe giving, referring me a case that they know I don't handle, but I can refer to somebody else and then create a stronger bond with a referring lawyer. Yeah. And, and I mean, and you're a good example of, of just kind of how that works. You know, we, uh, you know, you found us, you know, we, you know, you shared your book with us, you know, law, uh, LinkedIn for lawyers, we got a lot of value out of it. And then when the time came, I thought, man, Frank would be a great guest to come on center stage and talk about this. And so that's where it goes, you know, obviously, you know, we don't need you as a lawyer, thankfully, I guess, in, 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 in around that way, but but, you know, we still, there's still that good two-way street of, you know, you provided us value. We want to, you know, find some way to give you an opportunity and, and get, you know, your knowledge out there on a platform. And, and it's just something that works really well, all because of social media. So 
with that, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. This is always, uh, always a good time. I love just getting all the information and all the outside insight. Um, so I do have one last question for you, Frank, and that is if you had one piece of advice for our lawyer listeners out there, what would it be? You know, find what you enjoy for business development or marketing, because this is an add-on to an already busy work week. And if you like social media, do social media. If you don't like social media, don't do it. If you like going to events, go to events. If you don't, don't do it. If you like writing, write. If you don't, don't do it. But there's something you probably enjoy. There's some aspect of marketing or business development that you actually enjoy and focus on that and do that and do that over the long term. It takes months, years, sometimes decades, not days or weeks. Awesome. Love it. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Thank you so much for continuing to listen, continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Like, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you're listening to the show. I know we're all over the place. I really do appreciate all the feedback uh, that we've been getting. And if there's uh, a guest or a topic that you want us to cover, uh, let me know and we can go and make it happen. So that's going to do it for this week. Frank, thank you so much for taking some time. Thanks so much. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.